Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everyone. It is Monday, March 29, 2021. This is our second episode of the day. And this is England is Burning for Monday and from the ATL in Georgia and the USA. And yes, we still have voting rights. Okay, we move on. Um, so today is, or actually right now, is our Manchester City weekly feature. Emma is back from the Man City Women fan cast to discuss the past week and the ups and downs and merry-go-rounds of Manchester City uh, over the last uh, seven days or less at this point. Emma, how are you? I, you told me before that we opened that you were just knackered and tired and so forth <laughs> because you've been talking about Manchester City until you're blue literally yeah, blue literally blue yeah uh oh god though thank you i don't mind you know it's just obviously hard when you you're talking about a bit of a low a bit of a lull in the season um but you know they happen that happened cool. yes yes um so let, let's, let's get to the bad news first so the bad news was uh <laughs> was oh, midweek champions league uh, away leg in Italy, back to Italy again uh, against Barcelona. We had previewed it last last time. We we had some some. We knew we felt that it was going to be difficult. We do. We felt it was going to be tight. We felt like it was two teams that were pretty evenly matched. We felt that they were both mirroring each other in terms of their offensive and defensive tactics and strategies and so forth. I went on this long rant about history and culture and how it all came to be. But at the end, it was a 3-0 in favor of Barcelona in that first leg. Emma, what were your thoughts on what happened there, how it happened? Was it what you expected? Um, It wasn't what I expected, no. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly thought we'd give a little bit more uh, Mm -hmm. than what we saw in that 90 minutes, to be honest. Barcelona just showed what a fantastic side they were. Uh, you know, we we spoke about it in the week. There was, you know, we weren't going to go into it half-heartedly. Um, it was it was going to be a big ask. Um, you know, given their form and how resolute they've been this season, they've been in- incredible. You know, a whole another level that you know we've not really seen in the women's game for a while. So, yeah, um, I, I, it was it was deflating I think um I think there were moments in the game where we should have took our opportunities and and we didn't and I think that was the story of the game really you know a penalty missed opportunities um uh it just really wasn't our day it wasn't our game but literally we hadn't got the really performance to to back up the performance either um you know Barcelona were deserving winners and and that's it. It's going to be a tall order now heading into, obviously, the second tie, the second leg tie at the Academy Stadium. And Gareth, spoke, uh, can't really speak. Gareth Taylor spoke about, you know, how he believes that the squad can can turn it around, turn around the deficit. Um, I think it's going to be a big ask, uh, personally. Uh, but he obviously believes in the squad. Um, and I'll, I'll continue to, to hope that we can we can turn it around. So let's look at the, you know, let's dig it a little bit further because I, I, I want to touch on several points that you made in terms of, of how the game sort of played out. Um, I wasn't obviously expecting 3-0 either. I, I was, as we said on the previous episode, you know, we were, you know, I think looking at possibly a draw. You know, yeah. like, you know, a, a draw 2-2 or something like that, where, you know, you, you know, City gets the away goal advantage to a degree if it's a draw and go back to Manchester with it with, you know, pretty good, you know, even money uh, chance to pull it out. Uh, I think I think there were a lot of unexpected things that, that happened and it was almost a domino effect of um just negative things happening. And then it kind of compiled against a team that was pretty absolutely stronger than than maybe maybe we thought they were <laughs> in some respects uh, uh you know i mean yeah i mean obviously we, but i you know look don't blame me because i said that they were a semi-finalist team i said they were they you were a semi-finalist that, team you honest. know they are a semi-finalist team <laughs> i was not trying to badmouth them to be when honest, i, when I like trashed their division <laughs> 
I mean, yes, I trashed their opponents. Okay, forgive me. <laughs> I trashed the league they were in um, and so forth. But okay, you, you, you can't score 100 goals in a season uh, without being great. Uh, so, but the thing that, re- that remarked, and we, I think I want to talk about that also in respect to the Reading game, is how important Steph Houghton is. Uh, and how much did they miss her in the lineup? Um, you know, her leadership, her skill set on the pitch in a game like this. What do you think? Yeah, and her experience as well. You know, Steph is, you know, well established. You know, she's got a, a, a long, long career in uh, the women's game. She's, you know, offers City so much longevity and she's a, a big voice and a big communicator on the pitch. And I think that is kind of lacking at the moment. You know, in the last few games, we've not really seen a true leader I think everyone's chipping in and playing their part don't get me wrong but I think you know someone like Steph who's so you know consistent and you know just a really strong leader like I said with that experience as well to back it up is a a big massive miss and you know people ask questions about Steph Horton all the time but this is exactly why she is in that team uh, and one of the most important players of the the squad. Yeah, I, I talk. Uh, I have talked in the past a lot about, you know, your coaches, you know, on the pitch because there's a coach on the the technical line, technical end, you know, on the sidelines, and she or he is is giving out direction and and setting up everything and so forth. But there's always you got to have the captain, who should be the second manager, second coach on the pitch, to be a part of the process and be the leader on the pitch when things are going well and when things are not and to and when teams miss that and particularly when your captain is is a critical you know position on the on the pitch like a center back or defending someone on the back line uh or or one of your uh, center midfielders um you know it's a it's a missing piece and particularly when it's a center back situation and so uh, or a, a left back, right back on that back line. So, though, I mean, still, even without without her, you look at the lineup that was on the pitch. You look at someone like Lucy Bronze and and Abby Dalkemper and and Alex Greenwood and on the back line. Yeah, you did have to, you know, City had to start SMA Morgan, but then you had Demi Stokes come in, you know, later in the in the Barcelona match, you know, center center midfielders like um sam Uis and and kira walsh who's had a great caroline weir i mean you have leaders you know on there but not her not the leader yeah <laughs> you know and i agree people have been pitching in people definitely been pitching in but it's you know it's not the same and um and, and so forth so i think the thing it was is pro- with, the, sorry the thing is with steph as well is that she doesn't miss a lot of games you know what i mean I, I think i've mentioned this before where you know, at every given opportunity, Steph wants to be playing. You know, if she's not playing, she's, you know, she's, you literally have to fight her to not, like, not right. go on the pitch. You know what I mean? She's that right. type of player. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it was great. Uh, I mean, she didn't obviously travel with the squad in Monza. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, not having that presence in the dressing room at sort of like, mm-hmm you know, key moments sort of half time where you, you know, mm-hmm. you need that voice to sort of lift the team a little bit. Um, you know, she wasn't there, but obviously she did have a say in that Reading game in the, cha- in the changing room at half time sort of thing. And, you know, she, she was in and around the squad. Uh, if, you know, she wasn't on the pitch, she was, she was definitely there sort of making a presence known in other ways, if you like, but yeah, I, 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 I do think she is a big miss. Um, I am uh, gutted that she's, you know, going to be out for, you know, m- uh, maybe a number of weeks. It's looking, mm-hmm. um, it is a big, so, you know, I think it's it's a time where, you know, players do need to step up. Um, you know, we've seen, obviously, the captain armband goes to, to you know, Ellen White, um, Kara Walsh at the weekend. Obviously, mm-hmm. she wore the armband, which... You know, a player like Kara Walsh, who's, you know, um, Man City through and through, you know, she she could be a potential captain of the future. You know what I mean? She's that kind of sort of player that she is quite kind of, you know, we'll tell it like it is kind of thing. But yeah, the, everyone's been chipping in, but there isn't that one necessarily large, loud, vocal 
presence, I suppose, within the squad. Um, and I think her importance was played out in the Barcelona match because of this reason. I think someone like her is someone that when things start not going well, like you, you're mentioning, and as it did in the first half, where chances were not being finished off, chances were not being converted, Ellie Roebuck's having to stand on her head to try to keep keep it scoreless and was eventually not successful, uh, not to necessarily fall of her, ho- her own, uh, in that someone like her, like Steph comes in, well, doesn't really come in, but she's already there, <laughs> and, and settles things down, gets people parked back up, gets things yeah. kind of, all right, let's get it together, let's, you know, and someone who's very vocal and who does that. And that's not something that you see on, on my famous stat sheet. You know, it's that ability, but you see it on the pitch when it actually happens. And I think where she was missing was not necessarily, I mean, yeah, her contribution on the pitch itself, as far as the actual play is one thing, but in terms of that leadership of of keeping the dominoes from actually all of them falling as they did, might've been, that would have been the influence, you know, Mm. maybe they still would have lost because Barcelona played great. But yeah, but it, but it may not have been a three nil. It could have been the two one. You know, yeah. you know, uh, situation. And the two one is the sort of it, the right. result that you take back. You know what I mean? You've got the all important away goal that we spoke right. about. You know, it, it's it's a strong position to be in. Absolutely. In a return leg. You know what I mean? Right. And um, you know, th- three nil is a, a huge deficit against a, a player that uh, against a team. Sorry that aren't conceding goals this season you know they are solid and I think this they've conceded three all season so mm-hmm. I think we've got positives to draw on in this fact that we're playing at home you know we're, mm-hmm. we're quite uh we see the academy as a bit of a fortress um you know we've got players that have got goals within them uh there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that mm-hmm. uh but we've got to turn up we've literally got to have that quick fast opening um goal to to kind of settle us down and and just to to be able to play our game and and play it well and play it you know be tidy and and get the job done there's no reason why we can't do it yeah it's going to be a big ass people have probably written us off already fine whatever we've just got to go and see what we can do on on wednesday yeah and yes and it's, and it, you know there that what other choice is there is it, except to just go in and, and go all out and, and yeah, play. just got to give it everything. Yeah. You know, play your, Absolutely. play the game the way it's the way, you you know, the team has practiced and pr- played throughout the, the, the season uh, because it wasn't that the thing we know is it wasn't that city didn't have chances. And so the thing of it is, is if, if we watched a match where Barcelona gave city no chances whatsoever, none, right. Mm-hmm. Then I would be like, yeah, there's no way. There's absolutely no way because they're not even giving up chances that could be taken. But there were chances, um, you know, that just were not converted. The the final pass was in the right place. The ball hits a post, you know, um, uh, and, and so forth. Um, so it wasn't that. I think if there is a takeaway positively is, yeah, there were chances, you know, which means there yeah. will be chances again, you know. Uh, as it comes to it so in the first half I mean I mean did you think that Ellie was just basically saving the match at that point (laughs) (laughs) which is basically just taking you know because they were taking shots literally taking shots yeah um unbelievable um you know Ellie can have a game where she does absolutely nothing at all (laughs) and you just say you know, she's 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 not, she doesn't have much on the ball. You know, we play out from the back. She's so comfortable. She's so comfortable with her feet. Almost sometimes you think she's an outfield player the way she looks mm-hmm. so comfortable. You know, I never ever get worried when you know Ellie's under pressure or or anything like that. But I think with Ellie, I think her class shown is that she she can be you know that just unbelievable stopper you know shot stopper um absolutely fantastic um vision and and read the game really well um and you know don't forget as well she's such a young goalkeeper as well Mm -hmm. with such a promising future in front of her you know if she continues to 
to grow and develop like she is. She has just got number one um, written all over her in terms of international level. Um, I'm so pleased that Ellie Roebuck continues to commit to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, you know, don't forget as well for, for many a season, you know, she's been fighting for that number one spot with Karen Barsley, mm-hmm. who herself is a, a, a fantastic goalkeeper in her own right. Um and you know we've seen her growth and development and to see her have a game like that against Barcelona um just shows what you know fantastic quality and and how we are and it seems like a really stupid cliche uh but we are in safe hands you know for for the foreseeable um I'm really excited when I watch Ellie and and especially when she performs like she does like she did sorry against Barcelona even though we lost the game it could have been a whole lot worse Mm -hmm. had it not been for Ellie so yeah yeah, unbelievable performance. Yeah and you know when it gets down to this level where you're talking about you know the difference between lifting trophies and not lifting trophies or or proceeding to the next round and, and so forth you know sometimes it is like a goalkeeper that, that, you know, in 90% of the matches, like, like you said, doesn't have much to do because just the nature of the style of play, you know, and you know, she's a sweeper keeper that that's what the, the design is from a tactical perspective. She does that very, very well. Um, but then in a game, like where, the other team is going to get shots. They're going to get chances and so forth. You got to have a goaltender that's going to be, as you say, in safe hands. It's not a horrible cliche, uh, <laughs> and particularly when you talk to your goal, <laughs> talk about your goaltender, uh, I, you know, it, 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 we'll come up with a better cliche then. Okay. But I mean, the first goal that Barcelona had to go, you know, to go from Oshala, who's one of the best goal, uh, you know, goal scorers in the league, shouldn't, at least in the top three goal scorers in the league uh, for Barcelona, it was a clean strike right in front of the net there was no deflection yeah. where it probably normally would have been i don't think anyone would have stopped that goal actually no. um but this is this is what i'm saying like you know the goal the goals really like were kind of beyond anything that ellie could right. have done in, in right. essence but she was so involved in the game like even mm-hmm. though we didn't get the result she would have been happy that she'd have played an important part in that game mm-hmm. and if City were to go on to win this, I mean, you'd, I mean, all credit goes to her almost because kept you know kept it did everything that she could to keep this thing yeah. from getting way out of hand, um, you know, because in the the start of the the second half there was a there was a penalty from and I forget who was gave up the penalty to Barcelona in the box there, which was like completely yeah. late, uh, late you know, tackle right in the middle of the box. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Um, you know, but it was yeah, a penalty. It was, um, it was Demi Stokes. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I was like, is this, you know, because then that led me to question why she was substituted in. I think probably because of experience. Yeah, I, I think Esme looked a little bit pressured, uh, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, with Demi kind of coming, you know, well experienced, you know, but coming back from injury, um it, it seemed like the right move but <laughs> just, just eight minutes later it didn't look like the right move i'll no, 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 talk about it really but yeah it, yeah it wasn't the best move i suppose but i i could understand the reasons behind it i think mm-hmm. it, esme's kind of youth and inexperience perhaps shown in that game where you know we were just being absolutely sort of back pocketed all the time mm-hmm. and you know it was you know, I, I think it was a change that needed to, needed to be made, I suppose. Yeah, and it was a gamble. I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's easy to say that in hindsight, definitely. But I, when I, when she was substituted, my only concern was she's coming back from injury. How fit is she, and is her timing going to be on target? And that's kind of what the timing issue was the thing that wasn't quite on target yeah. um, obviously. And so it was really bad penalty and a wrong time to give, uh, to give up that penalty. Um, and, you know, it was, he's fairly easily converted with strong penalty kick, uh, you know, done there. Then three minutes later, two minutes later, 
City gets the penalty that could bring them into that two to one. What were you, when you were watching this and they get the penalty, you're thinking, what were you thinking? Skull. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, here we go. Two, one. It's now. I was absolutely <laughs> convinced. Like Chloe Kelly, obviously she has such the most unique way of taking a penalty. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that, you know, we'd seen in the women's super league, you know, in the women's game um, on a whole. So yeah, I, I, I was, I was really disappointed that we couldn't convert that to be honest, but then you can almost forgive her just because, you know, she rarely often makes mistakes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of those things, I suppose it just didn't go for her that day. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I was just taken aback because I was just surprised. I, I was surprised that it just didn't, that she didn't score because she scores so much exactly. uh, and she's such an excellent, you know, excellent player, excellent uh, playmaker, all those things. And, and so I was expecting, yeah, here we go. City's going to be back uh, in this. It's going to be two, one away goal. Perfect. Uh, and and I, the whole momentum was, could was, change. It was the most that. <clears throat> crucial, critical moment of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that moment, like forget everything else mm-hmm. that, that was the moment where we we should have been able to capitalize and find our way back into the game, and I think it would have made a massive difference to the to the momentum as well of of the the rest of the game as well. Yeah, uh, had Rio we, we scored. Yeah, the momentum would have definitely changed. Uh, it would have definitely changed, uh, and you know because we've said this about many teams. I've said I've said this with other teams, you know, like a city, like a Chelsea, when the first domino falls, the first goal goes in, then it's possible that the second one goes in and the third one goes in and so forth. And so that changes the whole dynamic. And, and with that miss, I was like, city's not going to win this game. And, you know, um, and they may not even get away, get out of here with an away goal, even though that's kind of what I was hoping for, at least. Um, right after that, Barcelona starts making substitutions, um, you know. And then the, this is where you see how a team like Barcelona is so deep on their bench because in the substitutions in the 70th minute, on comes on Jennifer Omoso, who is also one of the leading goal scorers in the league. Um to come in and then she plays a very pivotal part much later by scoring that third goal, which again, LA had absolutely no chance um, at being able to save all of them uh, and so forth. And it was a three nil and that was almost a gut as kind of a sucker punch. It was massively, punch, you know, to be really that late into the game and maybe get out of this with a two, you know, two nil. Then that comes along and it's a three nil and it's, you know, it's yeah it was like a gut punch at that point um that was just harsh just really well really um though but the takeaway though again i think the takeaway is this is that there were chances they just weren't converted that has been an issue from you know from time to time with with city uh, of you know yeah we create the chances and we in but then do they all get do they get invert converted um, I have no advanced statistics on this match, but I would imagine, you know, um, X, the XG expected goals for Manchester City was probably around two, uh, maybe 1.76, depending on the, because they had shots, um, they had opportunities, it just did not, um, did not occur. Now, going into the second leg at the Academy Stadium, how much of a chance do you give them? Um, and this might be one of those heart head things. Your heart may say yeah. one thing, and your head's like something else. Um, my heart um, would obviously say that we can go and do it, but it's going to take a really big performance and a belief that we can. I think it's hard having not kind of gone out convincingly against Reading and got a, a really good, strong result. Um, but again, you know, they Reading gave us a really good game uh, mm-hmm. and almost tested us, um, you know, for the full 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel that, you know, there are positives that we can take from that game. But I also feel that 
again, it just shown the weaknesses within the squad that, mm-hmm. you know, where we need to improve. And, um, you know, we spoke about how, you know, this City team aren't sort of like that end sort of product yet. And there's still work to do. Um, and I think obviously that reflected in the performance against Barcelona. Um, but then there's nothing to say that I don't think we've got the players within the squad to to do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just ensuring that we get the best out of everyone on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've obviously seen a lot of rotation throughout the squad. Um, I don't know if that helps sometimes in terms of, you know, uh, sort of getting that consistency in those sort of partnerships. Um progressing in sort of the areas where we need to I think we know where our strengths are Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean but it Mm -hmm. just seems to be the end it's always down to the end product you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. we lost a lot of the ball uh too much of the ball to be honest but again that just showed Barcelona in terms of their style of play how sort of like for like we are you know wanting that possession you know to pass and move the ball um you know we did look sloppy we've got to tidy us tidy that up and um you know make sure that refers to everything which is one of the things that I said heading into the match you know we we've got to be first to everything and we've got to you know play our game and play it well and and we can do it because we've Mm -hmm. been tested we've been put into pressure and you know we've played some of our best football so we just need to see that on Wednesday. And if if we can go out and, and win, but if we lose in terms of the overall aggregate and, and we go out of the tournament, fine. Uh, but I'll be expecting for us to win that game regardless on Wednesday. Yeah, and that, that's an important point is there's winning the winning the match itself and then if and winning the and then there's winning the tie. I think going before we leave this match, it, it, one of the things that I found interesting was Sam Lee's article in the athletic where she, where not she, but he, uh, he writes for about Manchester city and typically he writes about the men's side, but he wrote about uh, this particular match with Barcelona. And, and he sort of mentioned some things that I, that we met, that I talked about that we talked about in the previous uh, episode of how like for like in terms of tactics and strategy and, and yeah. so forth and how his argument, which I would mostly agree with is that, you know, when it was like for like, it was Barcelona that essentially his word was essentially provided a lesson in the final product and the the lesson of, okay, this is the, how the tactic is done. This is how you do it. You do it with this quick movement, clean movement, not being sloppy, keeping the ball, not losing it, you know, uh, you know, in, in in the passing game and then being able to convert when it, when it matters. Um, And so, at the end, and my point ends up becoming is the lesson here is, you know, is City has to, they know the tactic, they just have in the, they have to be cleaner, they got to be more efficient, and they got to be a little bit faster because there's a lot of speed. We can't, um, we can't afford to sit back. You know, no. we've got, mm-hmm. we've got to come out and we've got to be dominant. And, we, you know, if we need to adapt, we have to adapt. We can't wait until, you know, our time comes and then we, you know, we build up again and, you know, this, that and the other. We have mm-hmm. just got to literally throw everything at it, adapt and not leave it too late in the game and put more pressure under ourselves. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's shown again, you know, at Reading, you know, we left it to the dying minutes, but, you know, sometimes that early start and that, and that really high tempo play and the, the pressure is as equally important, you know, even showing it at the beginning of the game rather than the urgency towards the end of it. So that is an excellent segue into the Reading game uh, in, in the match. It's almost sounded like, Emma, you were hoping, I guess, hoping that City would just roll out and just batter Reading just to, <laughs> just to see the end product and be like, yes, we can actually score goals and convert our chances and, and stuff like that. Uh, I thought, and I think I thought it was a very important test. Um, and maybe I was hoping that it would be more, you know, there would be, you would see more. Um, but we also knew that, you know, Reading is one of those bogey type teams where they, you know, that they might sneak up on you and they might hurt you. And because they are very experienced, never organized, they're very resolute. Um, um, and, you know, they will wait on you. They'll pull it back and then they'll wait to strike later, um, which is kind of what they tried to do. They did, they, Reading played their match and 
yeah what were, your, what, were, what, what were your thoughts exactly that I mean Reading you know they were nearly there in terms of getting someone out of the game and right. I think you know obviously all credit to Lauren Hemp whose moment of brilliance unlocked you know their defence and I think it was like three or four players she went round in the end to weave the ball through their defence to to find Chloe Kelly to to get that vital finish and you know, it was everyone was elated. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't seen the players celebrate a goal like that for for a long time. So yeah, it, it meant a lot, and I think you could see that in obviously the the celebrations when the the goal the goal actually finally came. Um, I don't think there was ever a doubt that um, they they couldn't have gone on and and, and got the winner. But <laughs> you know, when you get to the 88th minute, you know they left it a little bit light, just like they did against Everson. Uh, you know, uh, last was it last month or the month before? I can't remember now. But yeah, they they left it certainly late in the game. But you know, uh, title contenders find a way, don't they? And uh, mm-hmm. they are three points. Yeah, exactly. Three points at the end of the right. day, you know, and that's you know something that you know when you're comparing this season to last that. You know that you know a, a city team of last season might not have been able to go on and find the win to to get the points. So yeah, really pleased with the the application uh, and the belief that they could have gone on and find the winner. Um, it certainly sort of paid dividends in the end for the team, and I, I think you know uh, Reading played really well. Uh, they certainly had a game plan. They came. Uh, to stifle us and, and and upset our rhythm, upset the tempo. You know, they, they used a lot of energy in that game. And to be honest, they never faltered. You know, they never mm-hmm. t- looked like they were tired or, or anything like that. Uh, so credit to them because they, they could have got, got someone out of the game, in all honesty. But it was just that moment of magic from our mini little Messi that uh, got the gold <laughs> in the end. So, uh, yeah, really pleased for her. Yeah, and, you know... It- from a city fan perspective, I imagine city fans were pretty got a little bit worried a little bit in the 26th minute when um, Emily Eichland from Reading, you know, got through and got almost got a, almost got almost a one on one chance. Uh, and that ended up being saved by Ellie in the in the end. And I can rem- I remember the commentators were like, oh, they got, you know, they here's their here's Reading with their, you know, with their chance um, and so forth. Few moments like that, though, in the game, yeah. you know, for City as well, where you're just thinking, God, you know, you need to be putting that to bed, right? Uh, you know, pretty open opportunities as well, and you just think you need to be doing better there, really. But you know, yeah, uh, a lot of off target shots, yeah, you know, Caroline Weir, eighth minute off target, you know, um, Rose Lavelle skied it into the stands um you know uh you know you know of course those were from like 22 and 24 feet but still i mean you know Lowe's rose had, had a clear a clear chance um i mean to, to be fair to rose though i think there was some really nice link-up play with chloe kelly i think absolutely um, yes yeah and I, I think credit you know credit goes to her as well because um, there were some really good moments as well, and, and she looked really bright, and, and she looked to be, you know, advancing really well. Um, I think it was really nice to see um, uh, Lucy Bronze uh, mm-hmm. and Demi sort of playing a little bit higher as well. Yeah. Um, that's something we've not seen so much of this season so far, so it's good to see them uh, progressing upfield. Um, and sort of involved in in some of the attacking um, play that we made. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, that's Rose's that's Rose's game. Rose's game is link ups, um, and that's what she does best. And she makes the right pass at the right time. And you know, she certainly did that. Um, you know, on on several occasions. Uh, you know, going forward, um, lost my train of thought. But I mean, even but. It, Let's see, you know, Georgia off target shot later from seven feet. You know, Lauren hits the wood. Chloe's shot gets blocked. You know, I mean, you know, just multiple, you know, just multiple opportunities. But again, um, in the second half, City had four tar- four shots that were off target. 
you know, yeah. from, uh, Lucy in the 72nd, Ellen 73rd, Mewis in the 76th, Caroline in the 80th. Um, a lot of block shots too, and that's Redding's defense for you as well. So, I mean, um, was this a, in your mind, is this a carryover from the Barcelona match in the sense that, you know, there are all these chances and they just weren't converted again? Uh, or was this a product of Redding being very, just being way resolute, putting numbers behind the ball as they typically do and holding out and even seemingly getting stronger as the match get were on? I think this is something that's coming over from Bristol, to be honest. Mm, <laughs> this is, yeah, Bristol. Uh, because again, that was a game where, you know, we had our opportunities and we weren't mm-hmm. able to put them, put them to bed. Um, yeah, I think heading into Barcelona, obviously not fantastic, big opportunities, lost, squandered in that game. Uh, and that's, yeah, some of that's definitely crept into Reading. Um I hope they've been practicing shooting and <laughs> <laughs> uh, training this week uh, because uh, I just think they need to. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's it, that game against. Uh, Is it a lack of patience? Because that's a word I, I, put, I, I wrote down where I was just like. Is it patience? Is it just being rushed or trying? You know, everyone's trying to make mm-hmm. the perfect shot. You know. Do you know what? what? What do you think it is? I was I was at the game um, on Sunday. Uh, was it Sunday? Saturday. Sorry, <laughs> I'm losing track of my days. I told you I'm. Hey, you're being like me now. I know. Awful. <laughs> yeah. So I was at the game on Saturday, and to be honest, I think to me it looked as though it was just making the wrong decision. It, it to me like there were mm-hmm. other options, and it's maybe yes. just rushed. Just a right. little bit rushed, mm-hmm. and I don't think it. I don't think it's um, about City losing the patience because patience is our game. You know what I mean? Like we we spend <laughs> like so much time building up the play, um, right. mm-hmm. you know, through the field, and I feel that um, it's just the decision making in the final third. You know what I mean? Like in, you know, we were we were even getting it to the byline. You know. It, mm-hmm. it, at, at points and 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 just like sort of not making the right pass or you know just putting the box in sometimes it might even need to be squared or just something simple that kind of just goes astray it's it's as if like someone's just trying to create something magic and do you know what we have done that this season we've had some spectacular goals like don't get me wrong and there is mm-hmm. You know, I don't doubt anyone's ability within that squad because you know we've all we've produced and seen some of the fantastic goals we've seen this season. But sometimes there is a simpler option, and when you're sort of like trying to break that deadlock in a game like that, I think sometimes you've just got to think about the the, the final ball and 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 just take a little bit more time to look at your options. I mean, I wrote down. I I see where you're coming from. I, I see where you're coming from, where there may be better options. There's a better pass. Someone is in a better, someone else may be in a better position. And that's comes down to better team play, you know, and, and maybe it is, you know, one thought I might, that's crossing my mind is, okay, is someone trying to, you know, uh, you know, be the, be the heroine, you know, yeah. at, at the end of the day, like, all right, I'm going to make this great shot. I'm going to make this moment of brilliance, as they say, and, and save the day uh, and so forth. And that's kind of concerning in the sense of, okay, then some, you have a bunch of individuals who are trying to, you know, have that moment of brilliance instead of being like, wait a minute, let me get it to my teammate. But that's what the, but the other side of it is, it's like, that's what they do though. They do this all the time. They do the, 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 the build up a play and, and making the pass. So but maybe you're, maybe you are more right than I am in the sense that, you know, it's, there are, there's multiple options. And then the way the tactic is set up, there should be multiple options is just making the wrong one. And that is p- part of what you were saying earlier about the finished product in terms of the team itself. Hmm. But sometimes it can be, because of who you're up against, your position, mm-hmm. Reading were quite compact, compact, right. you know, defensively. So 
look, look what Lauren produced to, to find that goal. She literally had to weave her way through. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the shots from distance weren't working. You know, mm-hmm. it would have had to be, you know, something, you know, like the Everton goal. You know what I mean? Like right. that was a moment of brilliance once again right. from right. range that unlocked, you know, un- uh, you know, opened the game up for City. Um, and again, you know, we were searching, we were searching for the goal, but for whatever reason, we just, we just couldn't find it. You know, it, it, it's one of those. Sometimes you have to, I don't know, crack a few eggs, I suppose, before <laughs> you get there. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it, it really did feel like that. Um, but sometimes it, that can just be, you know. A, a, one of those games that just goes about against you and it wasn't your day you know what I mean mm-hmm. and we've written off games like that in the past you know we've we've took the point and that's it but now they're finding a way um which I couldn't ask any more of the team do you know what I mean they were searching for the goal mm-hmm. but sometimes I think yeah as time does you know go on in, in games like that you are under pressure and you you know that decision making isn't perhaps as as seamless as what it might be when you know you're 10 minutes 15 minutes into the game so the thought i have then moving forward because as the opponents become more and more used to this playing city and teams like city and teams that want to play like them which there are several and because the the, the idea tactically defensively against city's style of play is you know you do need to do two things one you need to not give up space they're going to try to create space and then take advantage of the space that you leave behind and so that's this that's and so on the defensive end you don't you just stay grounded and you don't move and stretch like a rubber band to the point where you give up you get you break and that's what teams like Reading have tried to do. That's what Everton tried to do. Um, and so that's where, and then the second piece of it is, is you know what City is trying to do is create overloads and create overloads in, in the right spaces, which, which then for them creates potentially at least two options. And so what you would do on defense is, okay, you let them have one of the options. You just give them, the worst one <laughs> like you basically cover it in such a way that okay that make it look like the good option which creates the better chance you take that away which then forces them into the worst option of the two which is putting the ball in a position from a scoring standpoint of having the opportunity or the chance is not as good as the other option or um and so I'm wondering if the tactic then should be is, okay, if the right pass isn't there, then pull the ball out and then, you know, kind of pull it back, pull it you know, away, and then sort of recycle it, as they say, they call it recycling, recycle it around and just keep passing around until it stretches out again until the right pass shows up instead of just trying to automatically go for, you know, the pass that is there to get the scoring opportunity, maybe just be more patient, pull the ball out, recycle it again and see what, what you come up with. Um, That way you maintain the ball, you keep it. Then, which then reduces the risk of a counter and then you get better opportunities you know, that actually come around instead of one shot, boom, one pass, boom, when it's not the right shot to take at the right time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, but these are um, things that sometimes you, you want to see teams do to try and mm-hmm. adapt to the, to the, to the game. And right. sometimes we just stick to, to what we can, what we know we can do and what we do well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, with Chelsea, they adapt, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, they adapt to the, to their opposition and how they play, you know, you've seen that against Wolfsburg in the Champions League. So I, yeah, I I just, I just, 
uh, yeah sometimes you just want that little bit more then mm -hmm. again I'm thinking could it just well be a master class you know are they just playing like this so they can <laughs> lead uh, Barcelona into this false sense of security and then on um on Wednesday we're just going to go all guns blazing that yeah, so so yeah that's you know a, a game of pool uh where you use a pool shark situation yeah. uh where it's like yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll make you look like you're just going to win everything, and yeah. uh, then we're going to pounce on you when you when you're least least expected. So Barcelona on Wednesday. So do you? So in terms of the actual game itself, do you expect City to win that game, regardless of whether or not they win the tie or not? Yeah, at home. Yeah, definitely. At home. Uh, you know, if 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 we like I said, if we if we lose the game over ag the aggregate score, fine. But I'm expecting City to win at home on Wednesday. I'm thinking it could be a, like a 3-1 for City. They're going to lose, the, and at the end of the day, they're going to lose the tie, but they're going to make a game of it um, and make it, you know, make it tighter than it is right now um, and so forth. So you got, so we have that coming up on Wednesday and then Tottenham on Sunday away. What are your thoughts just quickly about Tottenham as we're wrapping this up for today? Uh, Tottenham, they're Oh, I, I, the way I talk about Tottenham, I, I talk about Tottenham as a, a very unlucky side, a very unlucky side. They've got the potential, uh, but they just have to, they just seem to have so much go against them in games. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, how many times can one team hit the post? <laughs> you know, one of those teams, I think... Um, Squad-wise, I think, obviously, they're, they're missing a couple of key players out on injury. Um, attacking, not really got uh, much of a threat, I hate to say, really, in terms of goal prowess. So, yeah, I'm expecting in that game that City can can quite comfortably, comfortably go uh, to Tottenham and get the three points in that game. I, I expect they will. And the question will just be in my mind, to be honest, is how many goals are they going to get? Yeah. Um, I mean, Arsenal, you know, uh, they played the North London Derby in Tottenham's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And, and um, you know, they came away with a with a well-deserved three nil. Um, but, you know, Tottenham did make a game of it for most for most of that um, most of that game. But Arsenal's, you know. It's funny. It's a funny one because I think they made quite a good start under Ryan Skinner, mm -hmm. and and then they seem mm -hmm. to have just dropped off the pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've played some big teams and and mm -hmm. you know struggled to pick up points. And you know, I I, I just I just think they come the summer. I think they need to to spend a bit of money and get some players in that can to, can really take. Uh, the team a, a little bit uh, further, you know. Um, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we know Abby McMahon as well. Um, you know, they obviously started the season. Alana Kennedy, uh, who I've rated, but again, another player that for me has just sort of gone off the boil a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a bit. I find Tottenham a little bit underwhelming, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, from an offensive standpoint, standpoint they lack firepower. Yeah. You know, they they lack in so many areas and being able to to build up play to get the right chances. They don't create enough chances and they certainly have difficulty converting them um, in terms of their advanced statistics in the offensive category. They're one of the lowest in the league and multiple offensive categories in terms of, yeah. of ch chances and goal conversion. Um, you know, they're one of the better teams in the league from a defensive standpoint, but not the best. So it really is a hard sell um, and so forth, uh, you know, but they'll, they have games in them where they can really hold teams uh, from the defensive end, hold them to limited opportunities and so forth. Um, uh, I remember they played, you know, United and, and United had to have a moment of brilliance at the end to pull out a one nil. Um, but then they drew to drew to Bristol city. Um, which, you know, no offense to them, no disrespect to them, um, but the, it's two totally different sides. Um, so, yeah. but I just, I don't expect, I didn't expect them to get points and get goals off of Arsenal. And I certainly do not expect them to get points uh, or goals off of Manchester City as well. I would say more of a 3-0 again um, for Tottenham there. But Tottenham is in, you know, is in a relegation battle. Um so, but they got to be able to find points somewhere and it's, it's going to be hard to come by having to play, you know, Chelsea's and Arsenal's and Manchester City at the end um, and so forth. So any final thoughts, Emma, as we conclude and we send you on your way to 
Get rest. <laughs> Get some rest. And... Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of tentatively looking forward to Wednesday. Um, I'll be absolutely, yeah, I'll be absolutely overjoyed if we can, we can turn this round. But it's going to be a big ask. I think the players have, have just got to believe that they can, and, and hopefully we will. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, yeah. I'm, well, the game in the United States is going to be at 11 a.m. Uh, and so forth. So it's nice work time uh, here. It's, um, it's, I don't know why it's at four o'clock um, in Manchester, but okay. That's the, that's the time of the match. So Emma. Yeah, it's a bit of a random time. It was obviously um, even worse last week. So at least right. hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll get back for a little bit of it. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah it's like uh 7 30 in the morning on a wednesday was uh here uh watching that I was like, okay it's an interesting yeah. time i'm used to 7 30 on a su- saturday or sunday uh to watch a wsl match but all right i'll do it on a wednesday too <laughs> all right so emma thank you so much get some rest um well. hopefully hopefully we won't need to be so pensive uh coming up on wednesday coming up um and so <laughs> forth um so so again, thank you for being here, Emma. Great stuff as always. No worries. Thanks for having me. And for everyone out there, this is the conclusion of Big Monday. It's Big Monday concluding. We had Mark earlier, as I said. Please go check that out. Uh, and then tomorrow we will have Josh back again uh, to talk about Arsenal and their win against the team. We just mentioned Tottenham. Uh, I'm sure he will have raving things to say, as always, about the Gunners. Uh, moving forward in their Champions League qualification uh, journey uh, moving forward. So with that, I will close out uh, England is Burning Today. So if you like what you have seen on the YouTube channel and you have liked what you've heard on all of the podcast platforms, please give a like, make some comments, share with your friends, give us five-star ratings, you know, word of mouth is what this has gotten this uh, video channel and this podcast moving in in a great direction. We have had more viewers on the YouTube channel in the last 30 days than we've ever had. Uh, and it keeps going up from there. Uh, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms as well. Uh, it seems like y'all like to watch us on video. I don't know what to say about that, but you like to watch us rather than listen to us. But okay, I- I'll go with it. I'll go with it. All right. So, in closing, give us a like, give us a five-star rating, do some, you know, share with your friends, please, if you like what you see and you like what you hear. All right, moving forward, remember, y'all, the light is out there. Please acknowledge it. Let it hug you. Let it be a part of your life and the life of those around you. Unfortunately, over the last week, I've had some darkness happen in my personal world and so forth, and um, it's been difficult. But, hey, I'm going to move forward. Do not ever let the darkness hug you. But if it does, you know, Take care of yourself. Get help for yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And England is burning is out. Thank you very much for watching. And thank you very much for listening. We are out until tomorrow.